Health Matters with Laura Kopeck focuses on matter of health and why our health matters and how we can take matters of our health into our own hands. I am your host, Laura Kopeck, and today we are going to talk about skincare with Amy Hellman. Amy is a holistic skin therapist for 15 years, owner of EcoBlend Therapies and skincare consultant for companies such as Acura. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I really consider myself so much more of a wellness practitioner than, you know, an esthetician um, in the sense that, uh, you know, I started my journey into skincare when I was actually having a health breakdown. You know, I had a lot of inflammation in my body. I had severe acne covered, you know, mm. over 85% of my face. Wow. Um, and really no element of just topical remedy did a thing to move the needle. Sure. Um, so it wasn't until I started to dive into like the whole picture, um, did it start to impact my skin? And when, I mean, whole picture, it's, you know, how are ingredients affecting my body? How is food affecting my body? Um, anxiety, all of these elements that really started me on a healing journey. So, you know, this started when I was about 19 and discovering candida and adrenal fatigue and all of these elements contributing to inflammatory responses in my skin, um, you know, was a long journey. And so about, I don't know, I would say by the time I was 23, 24, I was in my corporate job and realizing how far I'd come Yeah, and was just like, why? I wish that someone had been able to guide me mm -hmm. through this process, yeah. someone I could go to so that it wouldn't have been such a long, hard find. Um, and I thought, well, maybe that's supposed to be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's so awesome that you had this revelation that maybe this is supposed to be you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so specific, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I became a course to just, you know, not only, first dive into the aesthetic world. So get trained to be an esthetician, but I also trained to be a clinical massage therapist. I wanted to know more and as much as I could about the body and how to address it topically. Yeah. But then, you know, I had the fortune of pinpointing areas to start my practices that were focused on natural ingredients, um, more energetic mm -hmm. impacts on the body too. So I was introduced to you know, energy work mm -hmm. and all kinds of elements, acupuncture and all sorts of things that sort of play into overall whole body health. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, nutrition became a huge factor. Yeah. So it just well, started a chain of Tell events. us what the biggest um, misnomer or the biggest falsity that people have about their skin and skincare in general. That it's a topical thing. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds totally counterproductive to being involved in skincare. <laughs> but the truth is, is, you know, your skin is an organ like any other. So, of course, it needs supplementation topically, especially when even if you're eating and drinking all the perfect things, your internal organs are taking all of that nutrition before it ever gets to the skin. Yeah. So there's a real importance around the topical support. But, you know, making sure it's as clean as possible because everything you're loading on topically is going to affect mm -hmm. the internal workings. But yeah, that, that idea that there's a quick pill to pop or, you know, a yes. quick procedure like laser peeling skin off, you know, all of these things that can really 
cure what's yeah. happening. And I think the the coolest thing to really help people understand is that no matter what flaws are happening on the surface, your skin is always behaving perfectly. Yeah. It is such a protector. Uh, it's It's got a huge immune function. It's a regulator in your body. And it's always performing exactly how it needs to to protect you. Let, let's break that down a little bit for our listeners, because I love some of those catchphrases and statements that you make. Take us back through that, that the skin is doing exactly what it's supposed to. Yeah. I mean, a biggest example, you know, people are concerned usually with, you know, quote unquote, age spots mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that, sun damage. And the truth is, is melanin production in the skin, which is what creates that darkened cell layer, um, is, a, is a pure response to inflammation. Yeah. And inflammation isn't always bad, but it is a trigger. Hormone shifts create some form of imbalance or inflammation. Uh, if your liver is struggling to detox your body, mm -hmm. it creates an element of inflammation. And all of those little triggers send uh, information to the cells that help it start to make melanin, mm -hmm. which is a pigment that creates what I call these little dark, tiny umbrellas mm -hmm. all over yeah. your skin. Yeah. And so it's designed to do that so that it can create some protection over the wound sites. Yeah. It's creating protection over the areas of inflammation so mm -hmm. that it's not a bigger wound. Yeah. So it's not that your skin is bad. It's mm -hmm. that there's something going on internally that's triggering that, triggering that inflammation. So I think that's a fascinating, lovely thing. It is. It is. I think that the body um, tells us what's going on all the time. All the I, time. I tell my clients this, your body is sending you messages. And if you don't pay attention to the first message, it's going to send a second and totally. a third, maybe in a completely different area. But what I love about what I do and what you're doing is we're interpreting mm -hmm. those bodily messages for people so that they can take charge of their own health. They can take matters into their own hands. They can be guided by people that have been studying those messages totally. like you and I for a really long time. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about that. So one of the things that I find people to be um, really misguided in is this whole idea of a quick fix, right? Mm -hmm. This whole idea that we're going to um, do something and get results right away because we're so um, wired for immediate gratification. But people don't really understand that short-term gain can have long-term consequences. Oh my gosh, yes. Can you speak about that in terms of skin? Yeah, oh, like what you sure. see by the time somebody <laughs> comes to you or what you're trying to sell them on or convince them so they don't go in a different, you know, because they mm -hmm. must when you're working naturally and holistically. Right. There's a um, there's a balancing. It takes time. It takes care. It takes nurture and it it's does. nurturing and it's deeper than, you know, I think there's this overall element of, oh, well, that stuff just isn't strong enough. Yeah. But the truth is, is it's actually working to optimize versus, you know, yeah. and so the hard part is, you know, the, and that, that is a common conversation when people come in, you know, they are looking for, you know, they've been going to a dermatologist, they're on retin-A, they're on, um, you know, laser treatments, they're on all of these prescribed elements, you mm -hmm. know, internal drugs that are actually a side effect may be that it helps acne, but in reality, it's actually putting a lot of pressure and toxicity on your liver, yeah. which is going to be a much bigger skincare conversation down the road. Right. Yeah. It's just, 
it's painful to me because these are, you know, often medications that are recommended or prescribed for individuals when it is, you know, the, the actual um, reason for that medication is not at all applicable to the person. And so when you actually break that down to them, right. they're like horrified. Yes. Why, why would a dermatologist recommend this for me? And yeah. I, you know, of course I never want to assume what that dermatologist is thinking. Sure. Um, and I respect that professional knowledge, but the truth is I feel like a lot of times dermatologists are also responding to the trend in desire, oh, totally, which is that quick fix. And diagnostic medicine is uh, held to the code uh, of diagn diagnose and treat, mm -hmm. right? So they're not even um, interested, for lack of a better word, in root causes, exactly. in bringing the whole body into balance. Um, they are very specific. So if somebody wants to have a red spot go away, then it doesn't matter if it is caused by inflammation in their colon or their liver or, you right. know, it's, and it'll never stop. And, and it won't, it won't that. ever stop. Right. Yeah. I mean, I see this with pharmaceuticals all the time and what I do. And when you talk about no inflammation, doubt. right, cholesterol, I think is one of the biggest um, confusing markers on lab work mm. because the quick fix is to just drive that number down, but it's an inflammatory response in the body mm -hmm. and it's your body crying out for help. And if we're going to just drive the number down, if we're going <laughs> to, if we're going to, what gonna else goes with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to take away a body's protective measure, yeah. like when you talk about the protection of over the wound of the change in pigment, what are we doing? Right. You know, right. And, and that's why, you know, you have people who will, um, you know, go towards laser in yeah. order to get rid of pigmentation. Yeah. And the truth is, is they may see for capillary activity. They do it a lot for capillaries as well. It's that kind of red, ruddy, over dilated capillary structure. Um, and initially they'll see shift, yeah. but then over the next few months, maybe the next year, it comes back tenfold. And it's because every time you've gone in with an invasive damaging procedure mm -hmm. and the idea that it's stimulating the skin to produce more collagen elastin to repair, which is true, yeah. but it's also been injured to do that. Right. And so it's in, um, you know, uh, panic mode essentially versus optimization mode. Yeah. And that causes a lot more destruction down the road. You know, Retin-A I think is so ridiculously overprescribed. Yeah. Um, and the problem with it is that not only is it a synthetic vitamin A, but it's a very unstable one that causes a lot of inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are prescribed something like this for, uh, rosacea, they're prescribed mm -hmm. it for, you know, acne recovery, scarring, but also anti-aging. And the hilarious thing to me is basically what's happening is something like this is being applied topically and penetrating and creating all of this swelling and inflammation underneath the skin. Mm -hmm. So the tightening, smoothing, smoothing out of the surface is actually just an inflammatory yeah, response, right. <laughs> which over time continues to break down and yeah. age the skin. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's crazy to me. Which is a similar thing going on with fillers and injections oh, yeah. and all that too, right? Where oh. you're going to get immediate results in the beginning. But what are the long-term consequences for doing something like that? Because that's happening younger and younger now. Oh, it's, it's rampant. 
Yeah. It was, you know, now the message is get these injectables done before you get wrinkles because yeah. then it's going to stop that process. And in actuality, if you think about it, I mean, fillers are one thing, but when you talk about Botox, that is paralyzing a muscle, essentially. Yeah. You're injecting a toxin in to paralyze a muscle so that it will not crease the skin. Mm -hmm. um, but every time you paralyze muscle fiber, it begins a dying process. Oh, yeah. So over time, your muscles are atrophying. Like yeah. just like when your legs are paralyzed, the muscles atrophy. Mm -hmm. And what's so much greater of an involvement in the aging process than collagen and elastin is muscle atrophy and loss of fat pad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of those things like aging is going to happen. Yeah. It's very natural. It's very healthy. It's, mm -hmm. it's what happens. Yeah. But, you know, in panic mode, we start to make all of these choices that actually expedites that process underneath. Yeah. So you're atrophying your muscles. So they're not going to be as present in the structure of your face, which is point blank. The reason why our face changes mm -hmm. as we get older <laughs> Um, but then loss of fat pads, I mean, that is a dietary thing. Yeah. That is, sure, natural aging, but the more we support ourselves with good food mm -hmm. um, and good supplementation, we can maintain that very well. Good gut health is critical to fat pads. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, those are the things that are going to keep you youthful. But when you start to inject collagen mm -hmm. into places, fillers into places, those things migrate. Yeah. Even if you're not concerned about what other ingredients might be in that injectable right, right. that could be toxic, right. those things migrate over time. And this is why celebrities, right, that have been doing this for a while, all of a sudden look like, oh my gosh, what has happened? And I think the yeah. general popular opinion is, oh, they must be either overdoing it or they've gotten a bad... <laughs> Yeah, a bad series of injections, but really, it's the chronic use is something that has really taken its toll. Yeah, for sure, it yeah. starts to show up, and it's just like you're saying. It is kind of tragic that younger individuals yeah. this is happening to because not only is it potentially greatly impacting their health, yeah. but over time, you are not going to see that yeah. anti-aging benefit quite yeah. as yeah. Like you had hoped. Yeah. Well, you mentioned gut health, so mm -hmm. let's let's dive into uh, the partnership that, <laughs> that exists between the skin and the gut, and then therefore, you know, the professional um, mm -hmm. respect we have for each other and the referrals that go back and forth between us. But yeah, let's talk about the that tight relationship. So, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah, let's jump in with your perception and what you see, and I'll jump in with mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, number one when someone comes in, whether they're a new client or a returning client, an analysis is done. And the way that I look at the face is in this kind of series of zones. It's a face map, essentially. And mm -hmm. these zones correspond to inner workings of the body. So it just, like you said earlier, it's so powerful to know these things. A yes. lot of people fear kind of knowing what might be triggering in their body and what foods they can't eat yes. for now or whatever that is. But the truth is it's, it's so empowering when you've struggled with severe skin issues, whether it's acne, inflammation, rosacea. Mm -hmm. Once you figure out where those triggers are happening, all of a sudden you have complete control yeah. over where your skin's heading. And that that is really critical. So. I, time and time again, 
will always see gut relationships to the skin and it's it's crazy responsive so Mm -hmm. what i mean by that is you know even if someone's just gouged themselves with a pint of ice cream the morning or the night before you can start to see mucus build up in the pores blackheads are mucus essentially and so wherever that lies on the face Mm -hmm. tells me oh there's some mucus going on in the gut there's maybe a little more mucus in the upper respiratory Mm -hmm. it shows in the pores Mm -hmm. and i i find that so fascinating but such a rewarding conversation yes with with the client but it is so beneficial to be able to work with professionals like you so that obviously that's out of my realm. Mm-hmm. I would never you know, want to recommend supplements and things like that for people, but I can say, I would love you to see this person. Yeah. There are deeper dives to your nutrition, mm-hmm. your internal health, your hormone balances, right, right. whatever that may be. Right that can help you get at the triggers and I'll help you treat it topically. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, I I find, do you find that a lot of people, even if they're fearful about coming in, they're relieved when you can break things down simple and explain things. I think that we're inundated with information, misinformation, and having people that we can trust that will listen to us and sort that information mm-hmm. is so critical to um, not just to what we do, but I think in general, what people need. Um, the biggest complaint in healthcare is that people say they don't feel listened to. Oh, and, yeah. and there's nothing about diagnostic medicine that is gonna foster that because it doesn't take into account what's going on in people's bodies. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit more about that zone, and um, you know, and and why don't let it might be fun to kind of um, talk about maybe uh, what you specifically might see in somebody that you would refer them to me, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean that is actually one of the most common yeah. uh, elements in the analysis is that. You know, for example, uh, large intestine is a really dominant area of the face. It's kind of this C-wrap starting from the forehead all through the cheekbones, you know, going towards the mouth. And that really says a lot. So if people are having a lot of redness Mm -hmm. being, you know, dilated capillaries, um, imbalances in the skin, a lot of dehydration, maybe even congestion happening in that Mm C-curve or in the apples of the cheeks going down the sides of the mouth and mid to mid cheek. Those are common rosacea zones, by Mm -hmm. the way. Um, That is very gut intestine connected. And so right away, you know, there Mm -hmm. is something off about what they're eating, um, there could be an overflow of toxins, but usually it has so much to do with food and digestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the middle of the chin. Everyone always assumes, by the way, that sort of that area from the nose down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people present with acne yeah. on the jawline, the sides of the chin. All of those areas tend to be very ovary or hormone mm-hmm. related mm-hmm. for sure. But a lot more often, it has to do with food preservatives yeah. and yeah. chemicals. Yeah. Or hormone-disrupting foods, yes. right? Things uh, that are endocrine, endocrine disruptors. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly it. Because I see that both with um, 
uh, teens that believe they have finished going through the physical side of puberty, when in all actuality, not only are their brains still developing, uh, but their hormones are still establishing a pattern. Mm. So, you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds that are struggling with acne and believe that that should have disappeared when they left high school. Um, and maybe jumping into that quick fix. Right. And um, the discussion with them is, yeah, let's talk about these hormone disrupting foods yes. that you're constantly eating um, and how we can create strategies. Like you were saying, people are afraid to give up food. Um, it doesn't always mean you have to give it up. Rarely ever, uh, does it? Yeah, but it may mean that if you have more awareness that if you glutton on certain types of food, that this is what your skin is going to tell you you've done. <laughs> For sure. But I also yeah. say, you know, there's, it's about timing sometimes too. Like understanding what, for example, if you have a lot of adrenal pressure, if you're in adrenal fatigue, like there are certain stimulating foods you absolutely should avoid. Mm -hmm. However, maybe down the road, you can incorporate those things again, but yeah. you just know when you start to recognize the symptoms as to when those are not in your wheelhouse right, right, right now, right, you know? Right, right, yeah. So it's not a death sentence. It's simply yeah. understanding and listening cool. to your body's messages, like you were saying yeah, earlier, yeah. and then that just helps guide you through yeah. when to eat what. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's so incredibly powerful. Yeah. But, you know, even along the lines of that, I mean, what I found, because, you know, Prior to getting back into practice um, directly, um, which now has been four years ago, mm -hmm. uh, I sort of took a detour with my training and became a product development specialist and was actually president of an organic skincare company. And that was an incredible journey. Still to this day, I work with that brand and love them to pieces. Awesome. Um, love what they do. But what was frustrating in that capacity was that the industry is not designed to educate the consumer. Yeah. It's literally about talking about the next trendy ingredient, which at the end of the day, you can throw as many trendy ingredients as you mm -hmm. want. You're still struggling with the same issues. Yeah. And yeah. the reason is because it's a deeper conversation. Yeah. And to me, that became very frustrating because I wanted to help people. Yeah. And you don't have space you're competing with other brands that are literally trying to dazzle you instead mm -hmm. of educate you because mm -hmm. that's cheaper yeah yeah um and so for me i was i needed to get back yeah. in contact with the individual mm -hmm. and have that education process and um of course with that comes a deep awareness mm -hmm. in ingredients mm -hmm. i mean it's amazing how many products can have you know our dermatologists recommended their yeah, defaults like yeah, cetaphil yeah, and things yeah. like that but literally, even though they have six ingredients, they're some of the worst <laughs> you can yeah. put into your body. And let's talk about too then, um, but yeah, let's talk about the way somebody can uh, approach um, the amount of products they use. Because yeah. I think too, I think even if people don't go um, seek out a dermatologist and they may be at home trying to figure this out, they may wind up just doing this product and this product yes. and this and that and that. And then suddenly they're just stripping. <laughs> that is the right? common pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's take a, a break right here and then we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this idea of stripping the skin is definitely where I start yeah. <laughs> when it comes to not only treatment and recovery, 
because this idea of barrier function on yeah. the skin is so crucial to everything else going well. Um, just like in the gut, there's this amazing microbiome of bugs and, and all these good things you mm -hmm. need that exists on the surface of the skin as well. It's a huge part of your immune response. Mm -hmm. And almost everything out there in the industry works to strip you. Yeah. Cleansers are the worst. So yeah. your first step in the routine is the first thing to yeah. set yeah. you up for failure. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to me, even in the natural industry, you know, things can, you know, on a pH scale, your skin is actually healthiest and most complete at like a four to a 6.5. It likes to be acidic. Mm -hmm. So on a pH scale of one to 14, uh, it's definitely lower than neutral. And that helps you keep like the natural sweat and oil secretions that present on your skin are very good. Mm -hmm. You want a little dewiness. Yeah. A little bit of oil is super coveted. Like, yeah. you know, that's a yeah. great anti-aging tool. But it contains all of these microorganisms that really work to protect your mm -hmm. skin as well. Mm -hmm. And when that's stripped away, all the water yeah. leaves. Mm -hmm. I mean, it evaporates very quickly. And literally, when you are concerned with fine lines, usually it's dehydration. Yeah. When you have large pores, it's typically dehydration, mm -hmm. not because they're congested. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge factor in anti-aging resilience in the skin as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having factors that are really mindful of your pH structure is important. And it's just crazy how... Um, aggressive yeah. um, products are designed to be. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, this mentality of exfoliate, 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 mm -hmm. you know, perform aggressive procedures that are really going to remove yeah. multiple layers. Right. You're just stripping your skin of what it needs to actually optimize its function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just... So speak to, um, speak to the young woman who uh, you walk into their bathroom and there's just like, 20 different products and they feel yeah. like they've got to have this seven step, uh, you know, process to have beautiful skin. Let's speak to that person. And then let's also speak to the opposite of that. The guy who just maybe is still using the deodorant soap on his armpits and his face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about both those people. Um, what is some um, key fundamental things that, you know, you're, because we customize, right? People come into our office yeah. and we're really going to interpret and take apart and create a custom scenario for them, which is going to totally optimize their skin, optimize their health. But for our listeners, you know, those, I see those two pretty commonly. Mm -hmm. uh, you may see them in your office too, but yeah. let's speak to what is a good skincare routine that won't strip, won't buy into all the seduction of all the products that we need. Mm -hmm. um, let's speak to that. And then the, and then the person who thinks it's all a bunch of hooey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, there have been a lot, including male clientele that have come in with, you know, sort of this complete disregard. I mean, it's all they can do just to wash their face most yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. And that's understandable. I mean, we've been so clouded with so many messages that nobody knows what to do anymore. Yeah. Um, so ultimately it is about, you know, so much more than just what I think would be ideal application for your skin. Yeah. I want to know your budget. I want to know your tolerance. Mm -hmm. I want to know what's sustainable Yeah. because sustainability is important. Uh, consistency is important. 
But I always feel like at the very least, if you can just give yourself a cleanser that's going to help uh, in a balancing way, cleanse the toxins from your skin, the excess, you know, makeup, pollution, um, excess sweat and mm -hmm. oil without stripping its natural foundation. That's always a good thing. And yeah, it is important to cleanse your skin in the morning mm -hmm. because you detoxify overnight and you don't mm -hmm. want to sit with those toxins on the skin. So you need something that's not going to strip you down to the bone okay. to do that. But then as long as you're getting some element of humectant. So I love talking about the difference between um, moisture and hydration. Mm. Hydration is about how much water your skin cells contain. That's what keeps the cells plump and round and juicy. Mm -hmm. That keeps your skin looking smooth and texture and more resilient. So water is really important and you get that through humectants, uh, alpha hydroxy acid, I mean, sorry, not alpha hydroxy acid, but hyaluronic acid. Mm -hmm. It's a buzzword for a reason. I mean, that ingredient can hold up to a thousand times its own weight in water. So mm -hmm. it is a massive gallon of water for your skin, um, so to speak. So humectants are important that way. They pull moisture from the air back into the skin cells. Mm -hmm. But then the, um, the moisturizing part of it is how much oil concentration you have. And when you have good oil balance, mm. that traps the water into the cells and keeps it from evaporating so rapidly. In addition to sort of like, you know, smoothing and, and um, you know, making the skin more malleable and things like that. So mm -hmm. it is, you know, those combinations. So even at the very least, if you had a a balancing cleanser, if you have a nice humectant of some sort, a serum-based delivery that can mm -hmm. actually penetrate well. Um, and then you maybe even just apply a really nice balancing oil to the top, something mm -hmm. like a virgin olive oil, mm -hmm. organic virgin olive oil, or um, an like organic grapeseed, grapeseed oil mm -hmm. is incredibly balancing, mm -hmm. not just for um, maturing drier skin, but also for really youthful but seriously congested inflamed skin. Which I think is is one of the biggest mistakes people make is they think if they have congested skin, if they have acne, mm. that it's just, it's a buildup of oil. It's a buildup and it's all about drying it out. Oil is the enemy. Yeah, oil is That's the enemy. That's what the thought is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I it goes back to what you said earlier about how, you know, even in school, you know, someone may be going through their pu pubescent stages and having a lot of congestion and trauma through that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hormone. Yeah. Um, but oh, by the way, they tend to believe for the rest of their lives that yeah. they're oily and acne prone. <laughs> right. And the truth is, it is all hormone. Mm -hmm. So as you go through stages in your life, your skin and your hormone levels are going to react yeah. differently. Yeah. So, you know, being very conscious and aware, that's where I come in with a lot of help and information most often. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, you talked about a cleanser not stripping. What are some key ingredients that somebody would look for in a cleanser and certain things to avoid? Like uh, you mentioned how um, harmful exfoliating is. Would you avoid a cleanser that uses the word exfoliator or are you looking for key ingredients to avoid because people don't? companies don't understand the word exfoliation. Mm. Um, when you talk about a nourishing cleanser, are you looking for things that are maybe milk-based or so speak to what somebody should maybe look for and what should they avoid? Yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly, the preservatives in a product yeah. are sometimes the biggest indicator Absolutely. of how stripping is going yeah, to be. Yeah, right. Um, 
there's a reason why sulfates are sort of a bad word in the mm -hmm. natural industry. And one, because they have association with toxicity, but also they're incredibly stripping and that's on your hair. Your hair likes to be even more acidic than your skin. Yeah. So, you know, when those things exist, you're going to have that squeaky feeling, that squeaky clean. Well, that is the first sign that you have just stripped your skin. Ah, good tip. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you want your skin to still feel kind of moisturized after, Dewey. pliable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what type of cleanser, as far as the consistency goes, um, depends on this, on the current balance of the skin. Mm -hmm. So if you tend towards a little bit more dryness currently, yeah, a milky cleanser is usually going to be something creamier is going to be more appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, and let me interject here. How does somebody know their skin is truly dry mm -hmm. and that they haven't been using the wrong cleanser. Yeah, because sometimes it's hard to know. Am I just right. dehydrated or am I dry? Yeah. Or maybe I'm not drinking enough water. Right? Yeah. 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 And honestly, going back to that, everyone should definitely focus in on water. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, the skin is the last organ to yeah. actually show the benefit of all that water right, you're drinking, right? especially if you have a lot of inflammation going on internally. So um, that's another thing when I'm doing a skin analysis you can see where someone's inflammation lies because it presents, you yeah. know, in the face. Maybe it's on the nose, in the T-zone mm. areas, which are very gut and stomach yeah, related. Yeah. Um, typically, there's a lot of dehydration focus there as well. Do you ask people how many water, how many glasses of water they drink? I in do a, in the initial intake. Yeah, I there's do. some very basic questions that are so revealing about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what you're going to see. I tell people that the skin is the last stage in their plumbing in their indoor yeah. plumbing. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> when you when you talk about how it takes so long for the skin to manifest, you know, something I I talk about that kind of that la I I like to do analogies of. A former educator. I still educate people. We're educating people, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not just um, the hands-on treatment they're getting, the the pampering when they're with you. you they're getting an oh, education, yeah. which you you just can't even put a price on that. Um, but yeah, I think that sometimes people are doing so much of the wrong thing they don't even know. Uh, yeah, I mean, where they're supposed to go. It's so true. And you you had asked about exfoliation too, and. That is, I'm not saying exfoliation shouldn't be in the regimen. Yeah. Um, but understanding appropriate exfoliation and, you know, uh, physical exfoliation is when you have a scrub. So something that has a texture to it and you're sort of physically mm -hmm. uh, massaging and, and sort of sloughing away dead skin cells. When you have more of a chemical exfoliation, it's a chemical response. So alpha hydroxy acids like glycolic and lactic, things like that. Um, enzymes even, which are fantastic mm -hmm. for gently, mm -hmm. but chemically exfoliating the skin in a great way. Um, those are things that create a chemical response that work to dissolve away protein structures that are hanging on to the dead damage layer. And once those are dissolved versus scrubbing, it's dissolved, mm -hmm. it helps your skin, um, you know, more rapidly release those dead skin cells. And that is the trigger that is sent to the lower skin cell layers to start making new skin cells and mm -hmm. pushing fresh ones to the surface. So ideally, that's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. The problem comes in is that we think we have to do it 24-7 every single day. We need to scrub aggressively yeah. with brushes, Clarisonic brushes, mm -hmm. uh, an exfoliant scrub, like all of this stuff. And you're creating even more of a problem. Mm -hmm. Not only could you potentially, with a physical scrub, be spreading bacteria, 
but you're creating all these micro abrasions mm -hmm. in the skin, mm -hmm. which leaves room for bacteria growth, inflammation. Um, when I someone comes in and in their intake, they say they use a Clarisonic brush, I know right away. I'm gonna see dilated capillaries all around the nose, mm -hmm. the tension on the cheeks. Um, those things very occasionally can be useful, but on a daily basis, we need to be kinder in order to get our skin to actually do its job well. Mm -hmm. And you can be effective without being aggressive. There you go. And so I think it's really so much more about optimizing the skin's ability to do its thing because it's always working in your favor. Mm -hmm. um, we just need to support it better, whether that's Absolutely. through nutrition, topically and internally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the reason why I love working with enzymes so much is that they are self-regulating, which yeah. means they're only going after the stuff you don't need anymore that lets your skin breathe and mm -hmm. start to send all the right messages to kind yeah. of get it moving again. Yeah. yeah. But it, it stops there. Let's talk about the connection with uh, the skin and the liver. I think the general population is starting to kind of know gut skin, even hormones and skin. Mm -hmm. I'd say people understand hormonal imbalances in their skin even before they understand a gut skin relationship. But let's talk about the liver because let's do. Yeah, that's such <laughs> a. I know we probably maybe do could do a whole episode on it, yeah. but let's touch upon it. And um, oh my gosh, it's it's one of my favorite organs to talk about yeah. really because it's such a general of the body yeah it controls so much and it's working so hard yeah, all it the is. time it's your master filter oh it's it's, it's so much people don't understand how important it is to support their liver um you know it's if we talk about you know masters and generals right the mm -hmm. gut is going to really um be that head of your digestive system and the liver, the head of your detox system. Mm -hmm. And I tell my clients we're either in digestion or detoxification. And that really is mapped with daylight and darkness, right? And mm -hmm. daylight, we're in digestion and darkness, we're in detoxification. Um, and so- That's a great way to put it. Yeah, we want to support those systems. Um, you know, people think, oh, I need help sleeping. And they think it's a function. It's a state of being. We're either awake or asleep, mm -hmm. right? And um, supporting our liver is a big part of supporting our detoxification, which means we're supporting what our skin is doing while we sleep as well as, and, and there's the toll that these um, artificial ingredients take on our liver oh, yeah. as well, right? That's oh, yeah. the, some of, also that some of the long-term consequences that happen with um, with skincare products if we're not paying attention. So yeah, let's, let's, I mean, let's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> because it's, it's that buildup, right? I mean, it's, it's working hard to filter just the general yeah. um, elements that are coming through our food and gut. And then you throw illness on top of it. You throw, um, nervous system dysfunction on top of it, but also you throw all the chemicals from, your products. And it's so interesting to me that people literally don't even equate the two. Yeah. They will care a lot about buying organic produce, but they right. don't even think about <laughs> what's in their makeup, you know? <laughs> right. And I think that's really such an interesting, I always enjoy indulging in those conversations. People literally will, my clients will literally go shopping and they'll be like, oh, that mask looks so great. I'm going to snap a picture of the ingredient list and send it to Amy and see mm -hmm. what she thinks for a couple of reasons. One, because 
if I ever see a toxic ingredient in the top three yes. <laughs> listed on that panel, it's a no-go. But the other side of it is, you know, does it jive? Are you overdoing certain ingredients? Is it mm-hmm. really productive yeah. versus counterproductive to what we're trying to do to balance you out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the liver is so impactful in that process. One, when it exhibits on the skin, most often I see liver um, influence on, you know, sort of the 11s area. Mm-hmm. So that area right in between the brows, just above the bridge of the nose, mm-hmm. people are always concerned with fine lines there. And it's usually one dehydration, but mostly because there's inflammatory situation happening with mm-hmm. the liver. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's just sucking all the hydration into that area. So it's depleting yeah. it from yeah. the skin. Yeah. So it's a telltale sign. Congestion in that area is well, a telltale sign. Well, and we call sign. them frown lines, right? Is right. that right? Or angry? Those or are angry the 11s. 11s. Yeah, yeah, angry 11s. Yeah, the angry 11s. <laughs> well, and the interesting thing from an energetic standpoint, the liver is what traps anger. Uh, yes. And, and that's one of the... Right? We call it the angry 11. Yeah. <laughs> so when you talk about the liver being reflected right there, uh, it's also a manifestation of things that we might be holding on to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the liver isn't just our filter and filtering our blood and trapping toxins that get recirculated through the body, but it is from an energetic standpoint, a place where, you know, we're going to see imbalances. Again, the body telling us What's up? What's up? Yeah. But yeah. the the other side that is a really common um, example of liver affecting the skin is pigmentation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, in my own personal struggle for balance, you know, battling with some genetic abnormalities and things like that, you know, I have really had to support my liver in a big way. And I've noticed elements of hyperpigmentation happening along my cheeks. Um everyone defaults to, oh, it's sun damage. It's, you know, whatever. It's liver. Yeah. yeah. It's fixable. Yeah. You know, like it can go away. It may take time and some may not go away completely, but man, when you start to support your liver's ability to detox and calm that inflammation, it's amazing how your tone changes yeah. in the skin. Mm-hmm. And pigmentation is definitely a result. If people are constantly utilizing NSAIDs, so pain relievers and things like that. Um, if you've been on medications versus, you know, trying to find a nutritional balance to what's right. ailing you internally, herbs are fantastic, homeopathics, things like that. Um, if you, the medications put a huge strain on your liver Absolutely. and kidneys. Absolutely. So from mm-hmm. those types of, you know, when you're affecting those filtration systems, you're yeah. going to see inflammation happening, which creates that melanin production. So know that if you have a lot of hyperpigmentation on your cheeks, the sides of the face, that's mm-hmm. often very much associated. That's what a liver spot is. It's not about age necessarily yeah. as much as it is your liver's ability to metabolize toxins, excess hormones, mm-hmm. like hormones. That's a big factor. Yeah. You know, um, hormones trigger a lot of melanin production in the skin, but is it because you have a lot of endocrine disruptors right. or is it because you're about to have a baby? You right. know, like there right. are a lot of right. reasons <laughs> why hormones trigger hyperpigmentation, but if your liver cannot keep up yeah. and they're just floating around in excess in your bloodstream, you're going to start to see pigmentation from that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is another reason speaking to something earlier that I love connecting my clients to you because mm-hmm. I think that it's also important for them to realize, you know, I've commonly asked, have you had a hormone panel done Mm -hmm. lately, even Mm -hmm. just at your annual? 
and they'll be like, oh yeah, everything read normal. So I'm not really sure why I'm still having all this, you know, hormone right, acne or whatever, right. hormonal acne. But the truth is, you know, that's another kind of conversation that it's important to have a holistic view mm -hmm. to interpret these hormone panels because it's not about just sustaining your life. It's about optimizing and someone like yeah, you is yeah. going to read all of the the gray matter in between. Right, right, it's right. Painting the whole right, picture. Right. And you know something like even probiotics that has um, changed significantly from when I first came into practice, where there were only a few companies that really made integral probiotics. Mm. And now we understand the gut even at that next level of. Um, you know, can somebody tolerate uh, the histamine production that happens when they take certain probiotics? So sometimes people would be like, oh, yeah, I tried a probiotic and it didn't work for me. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, I tried a multi and it, you know, didn't work or um, and they don't understand how important it is to really get to what their body needs in the moment that they need it um, to support their entire health. Mm -hmm. So true. Well, let's just chat briefly um, before we close for today's episode um, about what a pimple actually is. <laughs> and when somebody sees one on the scene, uh, what is the big thing they should not do, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I believe me, I know what that feels like. I literally sat, you know, when I would come home from my classes in college and I would just slap ice packs onto my face because it was so painful. Um, and your instinct is to want to get rid of that feeling. For me, it was like stinging, hot, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sensation. But when we see a pimple, we think it's um, a congested gland or a bunch of mucus or pus or oil, right? But from your perspective, it's an infection or a wound, yes? Absolutely, yeah. and it is all of those things, yeah. but it's you know symptomatic of an infection. And is it happening on the top layer, or is it, are different kinds happening at different layers? It depends, I mean, you're talking about cystic acne, that is a very deep infection. I'm not talking it's going down to the dermal plane, but I yeah. mean, it's definitely deep, and it can cause, when you start to mess with those, if you try to extract them on your own instead of letting and helping that infection heal, mm -hmm. it's going to come a much become a much bigger issue. It's going to linger a lot longer and potentially create a lot of permanent damage. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the instinct is to want to to stop whatever that painful situation may be, or to get rid of the mm -hmm. evidence. You know. Like, <laughs> But it is, you know, a natural, important process in healing the infection. So when you look at it like that, it kind of makes you stop because mm -hmm. what's happening is, is if you extract something prematurely, um, it could contribute further to the hyperpigmentation left on the skin. So the redness and the scarring mm -hmm. that takes forever, it seems like, to mm -hmm. go away. Um, you know, and sometimes you get lucky. You can extract it on your own before you should have and you can escape the long-term repercussions. But more often than not, it creates a situation where it spreads the infection uh, topically, but also can rupture surrounding follicles, which spreads the inter uh, infection deeper in the skin. So, um, you know, it creates a bigger situation than it would have been. It also could create a reoccurring mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you know, that's an internal trigger. So when you're addressing those internal triggers, you're not really going to have to worry about the topical ramifications yeah. as much. But um, yeah, it's your body's natural response to an infection. It is a buildup of, you know, 
pus mm -hmm. and, you know, those sorts of cells that have proliferated inside mm -hmm. and built up. Um, and then, you know, it creates the swelling and the redness because the follicle itself is becoming full mm -hmm. and aggravated and then it ruptures. Mm -hmm. And when it ruptures, that's when the infection happens. Yeah. Um, so congestion leads to that because when you have congestion a lot in the skin, just general buildup of mm -hmm. things, uh, dead skin cell layer, makeup, um, excess oxidized oils, things mm -hmm. like that. That's building up that congestion that potentially blocks the pore from oxygen. Mm -hmm. And oxygen is the one thing that keeps acting bacteria in check. Yeah. So that's the buildup that creates the rupturing that creates the infection. Well, and that brings us to maybe our kind of our, our closing takeaways here. You had mentioned that acne nine out of 10 times is gut related, mm -hmm. right? So you've got to sure. dig deeper and really balance the internal side of your skin so that a lot of these imbalances and um, don't happen on a repeated basis. But you have to learn also how to take care of your skin topically so you that you can understand your pH, the barrier function. So there is, you know, this partnership, uh, you know, like we have um, and we want people to understand that relationship not only between their gut and their skin, but the importance of getting the correct information and the correct professional to help them uh, skin on the outside, skin on the inside. Right? Yeah, how yeah. to read it better because yeah. you can give an ideal topical regimen to someone every time, but the acne will not go away until the internal trigger is addressed. And that is just the way it is. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be a topical fix. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, really important to treat both and uh, be kind to your skin to foster <laughs> that natural healing of the infection. But um, it, it's always such a deeper, interesting conversation. Yeah, and I love that. Be kind to your skin. Yeah, it's really doing do. everything perfectly every that. time. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for, for having joining me. us today. And I definitely know that we'll have you back and we'll talk again. I love that. Thank you. I'm your host, Laura Kopeck, and today's episode was a discussion with Amy Hellman. Thank you for listening and join us again for another episode of Health Matters with Laura Kopeck.